0: Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy, expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins.
1: Welcome back to this week's episode of the Servants of Grace theology segment. And and one of our listeners writes in this week and they have a great question what does it mean that Jesus learned obedience by the things that he suffered, which it talks about in Hebrews 5.8? Well, you see, Hebrews explains the Old Testament, in particular the law of Moses, and what the Jews had not known until Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament and desired to bring them in the covenant with himself. Hebrews chapters 4-10 through 10 explains how the Levitical priesthood and the temple are no longer on earth but in heaven, which is why Jesus is our perfect, our final, and our eternal high priest. The context of Hebrews 5.8 is Hebrews 4.14-5.10. 4, through 5, 10. It deals with the qualifications of Jesus to serve the high priest in heaven for all people and for all time. Here in Hebrews and in other places in the New Testament, Bible readers discover Jesus as fully God and fully man. We also find out in this section of scripture that Jesus is sinless, and because of his unique nature and his experience, he alone can fully relate to every struggle that we face. Jesus performed priestly duties required by the law and for the forgiveness of sins, and is now finished in sufficient work. Running throughout Hebrews 5.8, which is one sentence that goes on for three verses, we have a vivid picture of the life of Jesus on earth. Here we learn that Jesus is the infinite Son of God who experienced the limits of time and space as every human does. God the Father could have cr- created a fully grown adult Jesus, but he didn't. Jesus left heaven. He entered time and space under a death sentence for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus experienced ordinary human life from birth into adulthood and death. As fully God, Jesus learned nothing because he knows everything. And yet, in his humanity, Jesus chose the weak position of learning and growing, as Luke 2.52 tells us. Jesus learned obedience, not in the sense that he had disobeyed, or that he had rebelliousness to bring under control, but that he fully entered the human experience in the Incarnation. For example, consider the following, Jesus obeyed his parents in in Luke 2.51. As an adult, Jesus obeyed the law entirely and perfectly, Matthew 5.17. Jesus fulfilled all righteousness, Matthew 3.15. During his life, Jesus entirely fulfilled the will of his Father. And Jesus also knew what obedience entailed before the incarnation, but through personal experience, he learned it both during the good and the bad of his ministry. In fact, in every situation and with every person, Jesus was obedient to God the Father. Jesus also learned obedience, Hebrews 5.8 says, from what he suffered. As the Son of God, the Lord Jesus did not have to suffer, but as the Son of Man, Jesus was required to learn obedience. The Greek word pasco in Hebrews 5 8 for suffered refers to unpleasant experiences such as disease or persecution. And so, suffer can also mean enduring a challenge, challenging process that results in the transformation of the sufferer, which is the intended meaning here in Hebrews 5 8. Jesus chose to endure challenging people and situation because it was the will of God the Father for him. After that, Jesus had been made perfect, which means complete, as in finishing the full course of education or training. And so in the case of Jesus, he finished his race righteous and with a comprehensive understanding of the human condition and suffering. Christ's human obedience was total. It came through with it, enduring extreme suffering. All this qualifies him to be the eternal pride priest, crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, Hebrews 2, 19, two nine says. Jesus because of his perfection refers to his ministry as our Savior. Now he is qualified, Hebrews five nine says to be the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. See, Jesus high priesthood is not temporal like the Levit- Levitical priesthood, but everlasting, Hebrews five ten tells us. And so the eternal results of life and suffering of Jesus are taught throughout Scripture, but wrapped up beautifully in Hebrews 7, 23 through 28. As Christians, we can uh, expect to experience suffering. Jesus and the Apostle Peter and Paul both taught that every Christian would face suffering. And when Christians experience suffering, they do not face it alone, but they face it with the help of Jesus. Because Jesus is fully God and fully man, he understands everything we're going through, which is so, which is why Hebrews four fourteen through 16 is so encouraging. That, that, that passage says, Since then we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, and yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You see, Jesus, he walked through every struggle and every situation. He was no stranger to suffering. Jesus remained obedient to God in his earthly life. But he perfectly fulfilled the Old Testament law. He was able to offer himself as a spotless sacrificial atonement for sins. And when sinners put their faith in Christ alone, they are saved. They're able to approach him with confidence, knowing they will find his mercy and grace sufficient to meet their need. What Hebrews four fourteen through sixteen and five eight helps the people of God understand, as if the Lord wants them to persevere in faith through the trials of life. Christians persevere in the challenges of life because of the saving work of Jesus Christ, the High Priest who saves them to the uttermost, and who can alone open the doors of heaven and unlock the treasures of the glory of the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Prayer is a great resource to the people of God that they must not neglect if they are to grow strong in Christ. And persevere through difficulty. Prayer brings the people of God to a throne of grace and to a throne of power and authority. Every Christian is to draw near to God with joy, with reverence, with expectation and confidence that belong to adopted sons and daughters of God. Charles Spurgeon in a sermon titled The Throne of Grace, he wraps up this discussion nicely when he says this. I cannot say to you pray, not even to you saints, unless it were to the throne of grace much less could I talk a prayer to you sinners. But now I will say this to every sinner here, though he should think himself to be the worst sinner that ever lived. Cry unto the Lord, and seek him while he may be found. The throne of grace is a a place fitted for you. Go to your knees by simple faith, go to your Savior. For he, he it is who is the throne of grace. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you.